time that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, the hearing and understanding of those present would be acceptable in your sight, now and forevermore. Amen. Welcome. Um, for any of you who didn't know, it's still Christmas. Um, we've heard of the 12 days of Christmas. The 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas, so it's still Christmas. So I get to still talk about Christmas. Now, I've, I've managed to build a tradition over the past few years of the Sunday after Christmas, talking about what I may have learned this past year while being Santa Claus. Unfortunately, this year, I did not have a single opportunity to put on my red suit. I had several inquiries and that ended up falling through, and just it just never happened this year. But I still have something to talk about. So don't worry. I am prepared. I want to talk for a minute about something I know... I know a couple of people here have, uh, during our Advent season, um, mentioned a couple of things to me that kind of go along with what I wanted to talk to you about today. And that is, we've all heard about the war on Christmas, right? There's no war on Christmas. I fear you've been misled. We live in a world today, and we live in a country where there are a lot of different religions that are practiced, not just Christianity. And we are in a time of year where there are a lot of holidays being celebrated, not just Christmas. We surround ourselves with Christians. We just kind of happen to. It's the kind of community we live in. It's the kind of people that we know. But there are others out there. I had a very interesting thing that, well, I thought it was interesting, happened to me very recently. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got a communication from the head of the Pagan Prison Chaplains Association. Um, who actually I'm, I'm a, a for if, if you didn't know, I'm a, uh, a chaplain at the county jail. Um, and we have a growing population of pagans uh, in the jail system. Um, anyway, I had gotten a communication from her and it included a, uh, a newsletter about Yule which is a pagan holiday that's celebrated on the 17th? I think it was, yeah, whatever the last full moon was. The thing is, it came the day before Yule. I got it kind of late. It was just the day before. Now, if, if any of our uh, if any of the inmates at the jail were going to get a copy of this newsletter, 
on time, I was going to have to go out and deliver it myself, which I don't mind doing. It's, it's kind of my thing. I'm, I'm supposed to go out into the population. My job as a, as a chaplain at the jail is to see to the spiritual needs of the residents of the jail, whatever those needs may be, as long as they fit within security guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. Um, handing out newsletters is a thing that I am perfectly capable of doing. So I went out, I handed out these newsletters. Everybody that got one was happy to get it. And while I was out there, I wished them all a happy Yule or a Merry Yule would be more appropriate. I wished them a Merry Yule. And every single one of them, there were six, so you decide if that's a lot or not. Every one of them reacted the same way. They said to me, Merry Christmas to you. Because they're not jerks. They know I celebrate Christmas. I'm the Protestant chaplain. I work a lot with inmates of other religions, but they know where I'm coming from. They appreciated the fact that I wished them well for their holiday. And they wished me well for mine. It's decent. It's a decent way to behave. And it's really something that we've learned recently uh, in, the, in the jail system is this idea of being inclusive of other religions, which in that kind of setting is a very important thing to do. One of the things the chaplain's office does every year is they give out a holiday package uh, to every resident of the jail. It includes a, a, a thermal T-shirt, um, a calendar, a notepad, a pen, a candy bar, bar of soap, toothpaste, Stuff. Little things like that. And up until a couple of years ago, we handed these out in an envelope that said Merry Christmas from the chaplaincy department. And then last year, there was an inmate who turned down the package because it said Merry Christmas on it. See, he doesn't celebrate Christmas. He was a Muslim. He said, I, I, I don't, I'm not, he, he said, I'm not going to accept the package. And it was like, well, don't you want it? And he's like, yeah, I want it, but I'm not going to accept it because I don't celebrate Christmas. Fair enough. We went back and got a, an envelope that didn't have anything written on it and gave it to him and wished him happy holidays. Everything was fine. So we've gotten to a point of saying happy holidays rather than specifically Merry Christmas. Well, we're saying, Merry, well, we can certainly say Merry Christmas to the people that we're sure about, but you know, you can't tell what somebody's religion is by looking at them. Always. You can't always tell. Sometimes you can, depends on what kind of hat they might be wearing. 
Sometimes. Our scripture lesson today is from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. Even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet, with gentleness and reverence. And keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you were slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness. Now, there are a lot of people out in the world who are saying that, well, we can't say Merry Christmas anymore, and that's rubbish. We can say it all we want. There are some people who like to think they're being persecuted. There are some people who like to think that they're suffering. And I don't think as, as, as Christians in America, I don't think we're suffering. But there are people who will tell you that you're suffering because they want to feel like they're suffering. But we're not suffering, are we? Nobody, nobody is really out there telling us we can't say Merry Christmas. The reason we're saying Happy Holidays at the jail is because it's, it's more inclusive. It's good for us to not push people away. As followers of Christ, we're meant to be a shining example. We're meant to be loving We're meant to make a defense to anyone who asks you to give an account of the hope that is in you. I have had a lot of people tell me, oh, pastor, it's so, it's so difficult to deal with um, the Great Commission because we're supposed to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, right? That's what we're, we're called to. It's, it's, not the, it's not the pastor that's called to do that. It's all Christians are called to do that. And I've had conversations with people who are like, I'm so intimidated by this because I can't, I don't want to go out and stand on the street corner and yell at people. Nobody's asking you to go out and stand on the street corner and yell at people. We're meant to live a life in such a way that Christ shines through us. That people may want the kind of thing that we have. And it works. It works. And we are called to do this with gentleness and reverence. That's actually one of the problems I have with the guys who are standing on the street corner screaming the gospel message at everybody that goes past. Because you know what? I don't know anybody that got to know Jesus that way. 
Does anybody here know anybody that did? Did anybody here get to know Jesus because some guy standing on a soapbox at a, on a street corner was screaming at you and waving his fist at you about, you better follow Jesus or you're going to hell. That's not motivating. It's motivating to look at somebody's life and say, hey, this, this person has hope in a time and in a place where there's very little of that. I want to find out why. There was another man I met back in the fall. I'm probably going to spend some time talking about this man uh, later in the coming year because he's he's actually had a big influence on me um, in a few ways. But he was a pagan. He was one of these pagans. He he reached out to the chaplain's office and he said, I, I'm, I'm really interested in worshiping my way. And I'm not being allowed to do that. So I went up and I met with him and had a little talk with him. He was a, a follower of a religion called Asatru, uh, which is also known as Odinism. He worships the old Norse gods. And he seemed to be a very reasonable man to me. He was a, a young fellow in his late 30s, early 40s, somewhere in there. Um, and he had given away everything that he owned so that he could live within nature. He made himself homeless. He gave up his job. He gave up his, you know, everything that he had and was just kind of living as a hermit in the woods. He ended up in jail because turns out somebody owned those woods and didn't want him there. But he was like, I want to be able to worship in my way. And I said to him, I said to him, well, what is this way in which you want to worship? He said, he said, all I want is that when there's a storm, I want to go out into the enclosed gym that has like fresh air access, this chain link fence, and listen to the storm. I, I want to, I want to hear what Odin has to say, or hear what Thor has to say to me. Well, that sounds reasonable to me, but apparently it's some kind of a security issue. So he's not allowed to do that. He can listen to what Thor has to say through him through the window of his cell. But he had this spiritual journey he was on. Where he was looking. And curiously enough, by the time he got out of jail, his journey in studying the Norse gods turned him right around to Christianity. Because someone there had hope and someone there had peace in a place where there was so little hope and peace and they were just living their life the way they live and he wanted some of that so they became friends and this person led him to the Christian path 
being peaceful, being loving, being kind, being understanding. Just having a conversation works. We can be Christian without rubbing it in people's faces, as has happened a lot in history. As we've probably all experienced at some time ourselves. Gentleness and reverence. Work a lot better than a shaking fist. This program has been copyrighted under the Creative Commons Attributes Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. If you would like to contact Colin, please feel free to email colinroberts412 at gmail.com. service may now begin. As we go from this place, let us go in peace, continuing to have a Merry Christmas, as I assume you're all Christians, a Happy New Year, and a happy, and a happy whatever the heck else you might celebrate this time of year. Be blessed. Amen.